Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Editor Melanie Nayer interviews celebrities and expert writers on their tips for making life enjoyable and entertaining. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White and Melanie Nayer. Hey everyone, welcome to today's Life Tips show. Today is Wednesday, June 20th. I can't even do this with a straight face today. Um, <laughs> sorry, I thought I was going to be able to make it work. Byron, welcome. Well, great to be here. I am particularly excited about this show. <laughs> I know that you are. I know Let's... you're finding comedy in it, but we are well, connecting today with, with somebody that really is, is unusual and interesting. And there's, well... I find the comedy in it, Byron, because I'm sort of morally opposed to it. But let's give let's give everybody a little bit of background. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're at Book Expo, which seems like an eternity ago, but is really like three weeks ago. And Byron's doing his thing, working the floor, getting great writers for me, and you know great printers and, and great publishers and just lining everything up for me so that I can do my job the best way that I can. And Byron comes back and says, I just met the greatest guy. I, this guy was amazing. And I said, who was it? And Byron says, his name is Martin, and he's a hugger. Said, a hugger? And Byron said, the man hugs you. He has completely captured the art of the perfect hug. Byron, what did you learn from your hug? Well, I have to tell you, the, the, uh, the, his business plan, and remember he's an artist and a creator and, and a performer, and um, his, his story is really wonderful. I've, I've read a good chunk of his book, and um, his, his, uh, his gift to the world is to, frankly, make the world a better place one hug at a time, if you will. And his his story is remarkable. I mean, you're you're gonna like this interview. I'm very excited to interview him because um, he he basically uh, is is a professional hugger. How does one become a professional hugger? <laughs> well, we'll learn that from him. I'm sure he has some but stories to tell. Okay, but let's talk about it before he yeah. gets on the line. Let's yeah. let's really look at this because yeah. there's got there is with all due respect to the to the art of hugging, <clears throat> there is a line that has to be. I mean. There's a line that has to be crossed here. Like, you have to make sure the person you're, uh, I don't know, getting your, hu- you, you have to what, put credits to your hugging degree. I don't know. But they, these people have got to want to be hugged. You can't just walk up and, and grab someone. Well, here's what's interesting. So he began as a performer. Um, that he was a classically trained actor. He was an actor that lost his job and uh, basically, uh, like many actors, went out to the streets and began, uh, you know, studying the opportunity to perform, to be a street performer, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was terrified of, of failure, um, like I'm sure a lot of people are initially, sure. and really didn't know what he wanted, uh, you know, what he could bring to the table. He had some skits in the back of his mind and some other things, and um, he... Um, he made his debut uh, creatively um, by posing with a sign that said, as I recall, we'll ask him today, but it said something like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, um, or 
I've, I've lost my motivation or, um, you know, I need help or, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to perform or something like that. I'll, he'll, he'll tell us what, what the original sign was. And people were fascinated and enamored with him um, that he would brazenly confess, you know, with his sign and, and, and with his pose, and, and they were quite fascinated. People actually <laughs> dropped, dropped some money in his, his overall, uh, you know, skit, if you will, which was uh, the, the statue that's terrified to perform. So that then led to some more experimentation with his pose, one of which was a big, open, about-to-hug sort of pose and it, and it said um, he was passing by a, a store on the way to perform, and uh, sure enough, um, he saw a, a little, uh, you know, a little hamburger place or something that had a sign saying special, you know, a mushroom burger or something. And he thought to himself, special, that's interesting. Um, and so he became, he, he started his change of sign to say, today's special, a hug, okay? And he would just stand there. And sure enough, in his hugging pose with his sign that says, Today's special, a hug, <laughs> he actually had people that came up to him and wanted a hug. And not only wanted a hug, but he gave genuine hugs to people, and they loved it. They paid him money to hug him. So that led to some analysis of, of the whole situation, some self-respection, self-inspection you know, self, uh, of his own uh, you know, challenges in life and his struggle in life to re- regain his desire to live and love and overcome personal crises and all kinds of things. And sure enough, he has uh, developed a reputation of, of literally being a professional hugger. And you might say, you know, who would hug this guy? And what are his limits? And we're going to learn all about that today. But <laughs> no, we are. And let's talk a little bit about that because yeah. this, there's. If, let, let's let's throw it out on the table. Living life means accepting affection, and you need that in order to grow. You want the affection. You want the emotion, and it's important to get that, it kind of, you know, from a spiritual and also a physical need. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's take this one. Let's, let's talk about these things because, this, you know, this is one of those, you know, we are here to make life better. We're here to give you tips on making life better. Here's a guy who, you know, really has this attachment to the physical art of hugging that will make your life. He went out to do it because he makes life better, but there's so many other sort of warped ways that people look for affection these days. Let's take, for example, some odd affectionate things that are going on around the world, and we'll start with the cuddle clubs. Are you kidding? (laughs) People? No, I want to talk about this, because if we're going to do this, like this whole hugging and spiritual and like, you always say, I'm not an affectionate person, Melanie, and you have, you know, I'm trying to open my eyes a little bit here, and I'm, I'm working with you, Byron, but people pay to cuddle? Really? This is what the world is coming to? Well, I don't Did think Did you take a look at that link? Because I want you to look at the yeah, link. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at cuddleparty.com. Thank you right. for sending me that link, and, and this is an interesting tie-in. Um, I'm interested to see what, what Martin thinks about this. But well, it is an interesting tie-in, because the whole point of cuddle clubs, so to speak, is... It's not for anything, and it blatantly says it on the site. This isn't, it's not a sexual thing. It's not to do, it's just to focus on the art of cuddling because cuddling innately makes people feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right, you pay, you go to a party, you put on your pajamas, and you lay in a circle and you cuddle. You don't know the person next to you. 
I don't know, I find this morally wrong, but you don't know the person next to you. You have no idea, right, what's going on. And then there's, there's cuddle leaders. They lead the cuddling, Byron. I'm, Nobody I'm, else finds uh, this strange. This is just me. Uh, uh, well, you know, for example, there are people out there that have um, been raised in, 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 a, in a household or a lifestyle where, you know, hugs or cuddling or any sort of, uh, you know, connection amongst your family is, is just not acceptable and not part of, of any culture, uh, you know, not part of the everyday experience. And I think that for someone like that, that that didn't grow up in a very affectionate family or didn't receive that type of cuddling, uh, you know, or, you know, connection, um, that they have a void in their life, perhaps. And those are perhaps some of the people that are attracted to this to this uh, to this cuddle party that is more of a fun, playful workshop. I mean, let you know, let's <laughs> let's let's not make too much out of this. Um, than, than, than other than it is, it's fun and it puts a smile on our faces and it raises controversy. Um, and it is an actual foundation that has people that are members to it. So how can we criticize it too much? I mean, people. Well, like that's what I'm stuff. saying. This is a this is an organization <clears throat> that is quote-unquote, a safe workshop on boundaries, communication, intimacy, and affection. How is this any different than a strange man walking up to you and embracing you on the street? Well, it's obviously quite different than that. Um, these are people that are missing, of have a need in their life to be closer to other people and, you know, and want an opportunity to connect with people in a creative way. My guess is when you go to this workshop... Everyone's there and interested and energetic and, and surprised with the opportunity. It, there's probably an intellectual component to it, I'm guessing, as well as a, uh, you know, a, an opportunity to, you know, experiment with, with uh, your own feelings about how you greet and meet other people. I don't know. You're putting me in a precarious situation to try to defend this, but I think there's a philosophy involved with it, and, and I think it's, you know, uh, going to involve people that are interested in it, hence, you know, I mean, heck, was, the Cuddle Party was founded in February of 2004. It's odd. I agree with you, but oh, yeah. I, it, I support it if people are getting something positive out of it, and my guess is they are. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You, now, can we, could uh, we ever find Melanie at, at, a, at a Cuddle Party? Absolutely, under no circumstances. <laughs> It has nothing to do with lack of affection in my life and how I was raised. It's that I, I find it to be incredibly, I find it to be wrong. I think it's great. Not to mention, I'd get stuck next to, like, the fat, sweaty guy who wants to cuddle. Like, that, mm-hmm. was, that would be my luck. Well, and that's not very fun for me. I'm sorry. But, I don't mean, you know, like, that sounds horrible, but I'm sorry. I'm looking at some of the pictures of sort of the group. Well, I, I see a group hug, you know, uh, shot here. <laughs> Right, and there's like, you know, 10 or 15 people that are all, you know, embracing one another in a certain way, um, just with their arms around one another, and that's, that's a cuddle. You know, it's a group cuddle. Um, you know, I mean, football players, when they, when they, when they oh, huddle... Oh, but that's an interesting point. Football players, when they huddle, I mean, that's right. close to a cuddle. But that's, a, that's sports. Like, is there a difference? You bring up a really interesting point. You know, football players pile on top of each other. Well, the huddle is probably more of a formal way. And by the way, sometimes they all touch each other's back right. or, 
you know, whatever their protocol it's is, all a put their arms around one another. You know, they're a team. They're they're working right. together. Um, you know, what's the distinction between a huddle and a cuddle? I don't know. That's that's an interesting. One. <laughs> so maybe you're now warming up to this. No. What if our office did did a did a huddle? Absolutely, under no circumstances. <laughs> what if we all came together no. and just said, "All right, everybody, lean in. Let's put our arms in." You know, team life tips. Rah rah. I'm, I'm Would that out, break the boundaries out my of office window right now to my staff and they're just like, um, "No, please don't make him. Please don't let make us do this." Well, we'll work know, harder. I swear. I think teamwork. You know, one of my favorite lines about teamwork is there's no I in team, right? Okay, but do I have to walk in and now give everybody an a good morning statement. hug? But that, 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 that's, that's, that's a, it's an, it's a very famous intellectual little uh, trademarkable burst that someone came up years ago. I'm not sure who that was. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's a concept of teamwork, right? So right. when you have a concept of teamwork and you have a concept of togetherness, why can't you also have a physical display of that as well? You know, and, and where do you, I mean, is, is it the touching aspect of it? Is that the problem you have with it? I have a problem with the stranger aspect of it. <clears throat> so it's okay to hug people you know. Absolutely. Or cuddle with people you know and adore to, and with family a lim- members. Yeah, I mean, there's a limit to that, obviously, but yeah. <clears throat> now, when, when you're on a date and, and somebody <laughs> goes to give you a kiss goodbye, they were a stranger before you met them. So but if I don't want them the to kiss me, then they're not going to kiss me. Well, do you, what if they go to hug you? Would you, would you offer a hug to somebody that's just Sure, because dinner? I just probably spent a few hours with this person. So how many minutes do you but need to spend with But I wouldn't bring them upstairs to cuddle with them. How many minutes do you need to spend with somebody before they break the ice of being a total stranger versus someone you know? What's that's a the great question. That's a great question. Because I guess, you know, I'm of the belief that you know within five minutes. You know within five minutes if this person is going to be in your life. So within five minutes, you could make a decision with whether you would hug them. But you would need five minutes. Now, what would you need to learn in five minutes about them? It's my comfort factor. Okay. It's all about a comfort factor for me. If I'm not comfortable within the first five minutes, it's not going anywhere else than dinner and drinks. Why even spend just one dinner and one drink? Or So maybe speed dating is what you need. You got eight minutes, pal. <laughs> that totally right? fits more within my See, lifestyle. But, but that's now, so granted, shallow. there are exceptions that's, to every that's rule. That's so shallow, though, don't you think? I mean, in eight minutes, I yeah. can completely assess and, and, and learn. Okay. Well, okay, here's another angle on it. What about people that want to give to other people? Now, you're a giver. You do a lot of charity work, Absolutely. Right? Now, what about giving the gift of a cuddle? Or a hug, or just a handshake. You know, let's look at those three. But a handshake is not nearly as intimate. What about a double handshake? Now that's an intimate thing, right? You're. I don't. I don't think so. It's just. But isn't that confirmation? You're not body to body. You're not pressed up against somebody. Stay. Stay with me on my question here. You you went off on a on a tangent there. My question was more of what about those that want to give something to other people? Okay. You could view hugging, right, as giving the gift of, hey, I care about you. You're, you're okay, you know. We had a good conversation or we had a good dinner. Thank you for your time, right? That's, mm-hmm. A hug could say all of that. Agree? Absolutely. It could be a thank you for what you, you know, engaged with me with, right? 
Right. What about people that want to give that gift? Is there something wrong with that in your mind? People who want to get if somebody walked up to me on the street because of, they wanted me they wanted to give me a hug because they want to give me a gift of that no because they want you to feel good giving a hug make makes someone feel good. feels good not from a stranger well no let's not think about no you're thinking about it from your receiving perspective okay. I want you to think about this from the giving perspective okay? okay all right so you give to charities your time yes right and it makes you feel good. Absolutely. Okay. What about somebody that wants to give to other people something that will make them feel good, which is a hug, if they want a hug? Not if they don't want a hug, because that's, that's something different. That's illegal, <laughs> right? That'll get you in jail, okay? What about the person that wants to give to someone else something that they think the other people want and will make that other person feel good? Okay. Don't they, isn't that a good thing? Yes, because it's making, it's doing something for somebody else that makes them feel good. Great. Well, that's what we're going to learn today with Martin, is, is that he is truly giving something to other people that want to receive that hug. And he never hugs anybody who doesn't want to receive hug, but we're going to learn some interesting things. Let's take a break here and come back with, with Martin and... Uh, and get some of these challenging questions <laughs> answered. We'll be back in a few minutes, everyone. Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Luna rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. From 
WMR Studios. From Academy Award-winning producer, Mr. Producer, and Academy Award-winning director, Mr. Intern, comes a two-hour roller coaster ride of thrills. Excited about the uh, different things that are going on here. Chills. Wow, that's excellent. And pure adrenaline. How you doing today, Greg? Excellent. 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 And again, sounds like the show's going pretty well for you. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Next stuff now's Chris Tolls. Excellent. And uh, welcome to Next Stuff Now. Good karma's good ROI, Greg Nyland. Trying to put your hole in the dam with all the cracks. You know, as soon as you get one, there's always a new one. Excellent. Starring the blockbuster event of the summer, Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Um, yeah, that's excellent. Critics hail it as the best buddy movie of the year. East meets West in this laugh-out-loud box office classic. Excellent. You'll cry. You'll cheer for Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Rated EX4. Excellent. Check out Next Stuff Now with Chris Tolls, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, and Good Karma, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Excellent. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Welcome back, everyone, to Life Tips show here every Wednesday at 5 p.m. We're honored today to have a wonderful guest that we met, uh, a gentleman named Martin Newfield. Welcome, Martin. Hello. Thank you for uh, inviting me. I think it's wonderful. It- it's, it's, I, I learned real the first half hour, and uh, I, I find your conversation quite interesting, and I'd uh, like to uh, participate in this conversation about hugging, affection, and the ability to share from one's heart. Ah, Hello? Well, a good segue in, into numerous questions that I have for you today. Um, let, me, let me say right off the bat, I've taken a look at your book, which is called The Hugger Life. Um, Hugging life, yes. It's a wonderful story, really, is how I would sort of uh, describe the book to people on, on how this all came about. So tell, tell the listeners a little bit about your, your wonderful world and, and your wonderful giving of hugs and, and how it came about. Well, in 2004, in spring of 2004, I decided to hit the streets as a 20 years, a film and television actor for 20 years, and I decided at one point in time to go out into the street, just try street performing, to have a different kind of rapport with the public, to improvise with and bring some characters along. And I went to a place in old Montreal called Plage Cartier, which is a huge public square filled with uh, performers and tourists and the like, cafes. And when I got there with my, my suitcase and my old-fashioned suit and my hat, I... I froze up. I got afraid. I, I don't know. I, I became afraid, uh, intimidated by the public, and I didn't know how to start. And I was very frustrated. And I went home. I I lost my courage, and I went back for several days, having lost. Each time, I wasn't able to perform. And on the fifth day, it was Father's Day, and I told my sister, I can't. I don't know what's going on. I I, I lost my courage. And she just simply said, Well, listen. Why don't you write a sign saying, I lost my courage, and sit down in your suitcase and wait and see what happens. People will respond, no doubt, and be patient. And I did that. I bought two blackboards, and I got. I went up there, and I 
put my suitcases down, and I wrote, I lost my courage, and I sat down on my suitcase. And people responded. Uh, they were actually quite touched by the fact that I, I shared my, my authentic feelings with them. And people come and say, I understand sometimes I lose my courage, and, you know, good luck, or where did you lose your courage? They, they would leave some money, or they would leave encouragement or kind words. The next day I'd come up, and for the next week I would write different sayings on my board, and I would take a position in which I would in stillness, in immobility, and people would stop, they'd look. And I live in the old part of Montreal, and on the way to work, to the square one morning, I saw a restaurant sign that said special of the day, and so I wrote on my board special of the day, and I thought, well, you know, what do I have to offer that's special? And and I was looking at people go by, and I, I saw there's sadness in a lot of people, and I thought, you know, I'd like to offer something that makes people feel good. And then, well, you know, I like hugging, and hugging feels good. And hugging's free, so why not? I wrote free hugs under special of the day, and I stood in between my suitcases, and I opened up my arms wide in an invitation, and I stood still, absolutely still, with my arms wide open, ready to accept whoever would come. And people would stop. They'd stop and see my stillness, and then they'd look at the board, and they'd see free hugs, and they'd start to smile, they'd start to laugh, they'd tease each other. You know, some people are shy, but others had more courage, and they decided some would come, and they'd come for a hug, and when someone came for a hug, it it made me feel good. I felt warm inside, and when I let go of the hug, I saw there was a sparkle in their eye, and people would look at me surprised with a smile and say, my God, you give real hugs, and I thought, well, yes, they come from the heart and they would leave a little more joyful. And I saw that those that didn't come for hugs uh, would, be, would also leave a little more joyful or at least having laughed or having had an enjoyable moment simply by watching this, this, this exchange, and I felt good. So the next day I continued I, I, with free hugs, and as the first summer went by, I started getting several hundred people a day who would come, and I would never pursue anyone for a hug. I always stand there in stillness and silence and let people decide for themselves. And when people would come for hugs, it, it, it changed. It literally changed my life. It, it allowed me to open up to life. It allowed me to discover myself as a much more loving, caring, and compassionate man. Um, I, and people would feel that. And as the course of the summer went on, the first summer, the anger that I had within me, the difficulties I had facing life and, and I guess facing the difficulties of everyday living and the pressures of our society today started to melt away. And by the time the second summer rolled around, I had some very deep spiritual changes that took place within me. Um, because of what I do, because of the stillness in which I do a lot of loving-kindness meditation. And for me, hugging has become, it got, it's went from performance art into now, which is my fourth year after my book and my con- the conferences that I give. It's very much a vocation. It's what I do now full-time. Um, and to say, well, that must be strange. You know, you go out and, and you, you just hug people. How can you do that? And I think, well... I don't go out and find people. I just make myself available. I create a sanctuary in a public space where people can come and take a moment, a moment of just simple, of knowing that they're loved unconditionally for that moment, a moment of comfort, a moment of joy, a moment of, of fun, a moment of silence. People cry in my arms. People laugh in my arms. People reveal themselves to themselves. And then they leave, and I never see them again, and they never see me again. 
and it's a beautiful thing. To me, it's this exchange we have uh, shared with a hug is is profound for me, and it's 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 through the hug that we humans can truly connect on an energetic level, can truly connect on and 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 connect, unite with the divine within us, the divine energy, whatever you want to call that, whether you want to call that the energy of love, whether you want to call universal energy, uh, the energy of life or God or whatever you want to call it, um, it, it it can have a profound impact. I mean. People have written to me from all over the world, hundreds of people on, on my website, huggerbusker.com, and they've told me how much they were affected, not just by the sharing of a hug with me, but by simply observing or not having come for a hug and how they had regretted it. Because performance art or what I do allows people to simply reflect on their ability and their ability to share and their comfort with physical affection, not just with strangers, but with their families, with their friends. Because I see many families that are uncomfortable hugging each other, showing affection to each other, and that I find is a very, very sad thing. And in in my speaking tour, when I when when I talk to groups, I I talk to them. I say, you know, it's not just about hugging; it's about smiling. It's about saying, "Hi, how are you? I wish you a wonderful day, sir or ma'am." Um, it's about showing gratitude. It's, it's those are the things that are important in life because hugging is much more than just taking someone in your arms. For me, hugging truly is, I mean, you can take someone ha- someone's hand and hold it with an intention of loving kindness and tenderness and truly give someone a moment of appreciation and they feel wonderful after. Whereas you can take someone in a huge bear hug and, and shake them all over and they'll leave feeling destroyed. Tell us, I've got lots of questions for you, and that was a wonderful uh, kind of topographical overview, if you will, of, of your philosophy and how it all started, and, and everyone really appreciates that. But um, I've got some questions for you, some challenging questions for you sure. um, that, that I think will, will help enlighten uh, some of the listeners with, with what's going on here. Tell okay. us about the transition from performance in your mind to this sort of inner uh, inner sanctu- sanctuary that you found in, in the connection with people. Do you view yourself as a performer when you're hugging them, or do you view yourself in, in a different light? Um, at first, the first the first two years, I viewed myself as a performer, and viewing it as a performer in the sense that I'm, I have my my outfit, I, I, I this period costume that I have, my hat, and and it's a sort of a show, in in a sense, and you know people come and they they leave money in my pot. And when the intention is in part, I never, I don't get paid to give hugs, and that's what I want uh, your listeners to understand, is that I offer free hugs, and that's what it says on my sign. People leave a donation if they wish to, in a very discreet pot that's at my feet. Um, I never ask for money. I get hundreds of people who come and hug me and walk away without leaving anything. I get people who come and leave money and don't want a hug. Uh, but when it was still about money, when it was still about my making a living in the street, it was still performance. And the day where I realized that, you know what, it didn't really matter, that this is beyond the few, you know, the, the, the few bucks people can leave. This really is touching not only me, but people, hundreds of people in a powerful and profound way it suddenly changed from performance to vocation. When I realized that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life 
And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' vocation. When I realize that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' vocation. When I realize that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' vocation. When I realize that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' vocation. When I realize that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' vocation. When I realize that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others. I want to get into the energetic level of it. But that is one of the main principles of what I do. And once I realize that by my giving to others unconditionally, whether it be comfort, whether it be joy, whether it be love, whether it be whatever it may be, through my act of hugging, my art of hugging, life takes care of me. I mean, just the other day, without asking, I've been wanting to do a documentary. Let's talk about the law of attraction, because I talk about that in my book as well. And we have a lot of that in, uh, you know, going on with the secret and everything. Well, just you know, for the past year, at the beginning of my journey, I wanted to do a documentary on what I was doing. And the doors kept on closing every time I tried to send in a proposal for a documentary about hugging and free hugging and all of that. Uh, it, the doors were closed from production companies and so on and so forth. And then suddenly, you know, someone said, why don't you write a book? And so I did that, and the book flowed. It happened. And now that the book's done, just the other day, a man came up to me and he gave me a $500 check. And he said, you know what, I read in your book you wanted to do a documentary and it was your dream, and the doors were closing. Well, now I'd like to help you with your dream, and here's a check. And I don't, you know, don't call me, whatever. This is to support what you want to do. And I'm thinking, wow. And this is what's been happening in my life for the past four years. Situations like this have been happening. Incredible situations. The people that I've met, even our encounter at the book show, and the fact that I'm here talking to you on, on, on Webmaster Radio is an amazing experience for me. Because had I wanted to, it probably wouldn't have happened. Tell us I know I've gotten off about... topic here, but, but that's when it's become performance and now it's vocation because I trust that I'm on a divine path of my own. This is my journey. This is my truly my vocation. It's my pilgrimage. And that's what it's become for me. You've been at this now for quite some time. Is your primary yeah. source of income actually hugging people and, and, and through your donations, or do you have some other... Uh, partly, partly through donations, but mostly through the sale of my book. Um, I also do... Uh, I'm an inspirational speaker. I speak on what I do. I give workshops. I'm also invited to events um, to, you know, to give hugs, to speak, to inspire uh, and talk about loving kindness. So, yes, I, I, I have now expanded it. it. Truly, everything I do now is is around the art of hugging. It's around the, I guess, the promotion of loving kindness in our society. Tell us about what you've learned about society's reaction to your hugging. Some people well, are not Well, like anything, um, we, most people, people react differently to everything. And the same... The same reality will be seen by 
every other person differently because we each have different attitudes and different perceptions of life based on the same thing because of our experiences. So when it comes to physical affection, when it comes to the hug, um, that's why I developed the five principles of hugging in my book, which is to hug with respect, without conditions, to hug with heart, to hug in the present moment, and to hug with gratitude, because I found that you know, not everyone will accept what I have to offer equally. And some people will come for a hug and they, they won't want to give anything in return, but they'll want a hug. They'll be there in front of me and they won't react in any way whatsoever and then they'll leave. Other people will walk by and they'll be rude. Um, other people will run from far off and jump into my arms. People will come in groups. People will, you know, will laugh. They'll, they have every, every kind of reaction possible. And this facing this constantly every day because I have hugged at least 100,000 people up to date. And I found that we are all incredibly unique individuals and yet we are all the same. And it's in that similarity, not only the same in terms of energy, but the same in terms of we all want to be happy. We all want to be loved unconditionally. We all need comfort. We all need to be appreciated and accepted entirely for who we are. And hugging is innate. Hugging is the first thing we receive. The first time we are loved, we feel comfort, safety, and love is when our mother or our caregiver takes us in our arms when we're a baby. And that's never lost. That sensation, that feeling is never lost. We learn throughout our lives then to either, through our families, our circumstances, to either be affectionate or not, to either be comfortable with affection or not. That's a learned habit. But innately, we are all affectionate, loving beings that desire that. And I don't, I, I say to people, you know, you don't have to go out and hug strangers. But what I do invite you to do is smile to a stranger at least one a day, or at least, you know, offer a kind word to somebody or a helping hand. And if you can offer a hug, well, why not, if you're comfortable with that? But we need what I'm promoting and what I'm talking about and what I do. The reason I do what I do is I think it's important to, I think like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. You be it. No point in talking about peace if you don't have inner peace. There's no point in talking about being loving if you can't act lovingly. If you can't be loving towards other people. Tell us a little bit about the history of hugging, because you track that in your book. What what happened with hugging? Why is it why is it so confined in, in many societies and cultures? Well, I think because it's 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 physical physical touch, and physical touch has been uh, unfortunately taken over by sexual touch and, and sensuality. I mean, especially in our Western society where most of our advertising is based on sensuality and sexuality and the fact that it says, well, you know, if you want to be desired, if you want to be loved, if you want to be appreciated and accepted, you're not good enough as you are and you, you need to dress like this and, and they have all these models and these images of how it's supposed to look and the idea of love that's promoted in film and in, in romance novels is, is not the reality of what love is what true love is. Love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. Being in love is a feeling. That's another thing. But loving is a choice. We choose to love our partner. We truly do. We choose to be loving or not to be. At the same time, though, isn't hugging a gateway to love? It can be, yes. Certainly. It has been for me. And when we talk about love, we're talking about 
the if I understand correctly, the love that you mean is you're talking about unconditional, non-sexual love. Correct? Is, is that correct? Well, that that's the tension, right? I mean, it, it's, it's that that is like where the difficulty lies. That's the that's where the rub is. It's 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 oftentimes in our minds, uh, men will say, "Well, you know, I can't hug you because, like, I'm not like that." You know, I hug women, or you know, women will ask permission from their 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 husbands, um, or there's that whole idea where, oh, you're hugging him too long, and suddenly there's a time limit. See, we all have ideas as to preconceived ideas as to what is sexual and what isn't, and therefore what is permissible and what isn't. And for each individual person that we learn that within our society and within our family what is acceptable and what isn't. And when we're faced with that challenge, which is what I do in terms of what I do, because I challenge, I truly, my act uh, challenges people, challenges the thought process, challenges the perception of physical affection. Because I say physical affection in a very non-sexual way, in a very truly loving way, and caring in an unconditional way, is beautiful and acceptable by anybody and everybody. People will say, well, you know, don't you get more women to come and hug you than men? And I say, no, it's not true. I get the same amount of women as the same amount of men. I get it, it, Hugging is a personal choice. It has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with culture. It has nothing to do with sex, with race, with religion, with social economic standing. I get, I get street people to come and hug me, and I get the mayor who comes and hugs me, I, and everything in between. It's a personal choice. It truly is. I mean, I was listening to both of you talking, and, and Melanie was saying that she was uncomfortable uh, hugging strangers. And that's fine. And that's, that's, that's an acceptable way. I mean, if she's comfortable with that, that's fine, too. But I would say to her, okay, how many strangers do you simply smile to or wish a nice day to in one day? And the reason I say that is because there are, though we may not realize it, there are many, many lonely and isolated people in our society, even within our families well, Mark, at work. Mark, if I can interrupt, I have a question for you about that. Yes, please. Because you bring up a very good point, and your talk is absolutely fascinating, and this is so interesting to hear, but you ask, how many people do I say hello to yes. on a daily basis? Uh, well, strangers that you simply walk by on the street and say, right. so have a nice I, day, I walk sir, to work oh, every morning, and I smile at the people that I walk past on the bridge. Well, that's wonderful. And I say hello to the person on the boat next to me when I go home at night, even that's though I've great. never met him or her. That's, that's great. We, but that doesn't then, mean I have then to, you are one of the to few. hug somebody. It's a completely separate issue. I, see, I, to me, I don't think so. Because yeah. I think Notice that the word my form is hugging, Notice. but I also say that it's beyond form, because right now I'm using the hug, yes, but what I teach is unconditional love and the sharing of loving kindness. And what I do is random acts of loving kindness, but I use the hug to do that. And I know that not everybody can, can, can go out and hug strangers, or has the ability to, or even the desire to, but we do need to connect. And what I've found through what I do is that we live in, in, in a, a, a wary society. We're, we're concerned about strangers. We're afraid of strangers, more and more so with everything that's going on in the world, with the terrorists and, and so on and so forth, and all the situations around the world. We're constantly bombarded with the suffering and the tragedies of life through our media, uh, through our papers, uh, through our communities. 
and, and so therefore, we're closing ourselves off, we're isolating ourselves, not only with our families, but with our, within ourselves. We're separating ourselves from other people. We're creating this bubble to protect ourselves, and it's based on fear. And we live in a fear-based society more and more so, and I, that's, at least that's what I witness. And I simply want to, through my own example, is say, look, we can be loving, and it's, it's okay. It's okay to be loving with a stranger. It's okay to be kind. If you can't be loving, be kind. And if you do all power to you, great. But I go, when I go in the subway and I stand at the end of the subway car and I see all these people, half of them with their heads down, looking so miserable, closed off in their tiny space, saying, please don't touch me, but please, I need so much comfort and love right now. But leave me alone. But isn't there something to be said for personal space, Martin? I mean, when yes. you get on a subway, and, and that's important. To, and, I, and I talk area. about that in the five principles, where I say it's important to respect someone's personal space. The, the first sure. one is to respect. That means do not impose your hug or your way of loving onto somebody else. Simply okay. listen to their needs and offer them what they need at that present moment, and offer it to them unconditionally. And that's the second principle. Unconditionally means accepting the person as they are, and offering them that that way, and then giving it to them with heart, with an intention of goodness or kindness towards them, whatever that may be. That could be a hug, it could be a handshake, it could be a gesture of gratitude, and then to experience that moment with that person. When you look that person in the eye and you wish them a wonderful day, just experience that moment. But we're, 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 most of us are in a hurry. We're too much in a hurry. We're, we're going to where we're going, or we're still where we, where we were, and we're not experiencing life as it truly is now, because this is our present, is, is our reality. So now, there was something in your book that you talked about that was hugging heart to heart. Yes. Talk to me about that. Hugging heart to heart? You're talking about the principle, or you're talking about the hug? I'm talking about the hug in general, because I remember when, when Byron was at the show, and he came back to me and said, this is just, this is an amazing concept, what this guy did, because yeah. he's completely reframed the hug. Right. Well, hugging so heart to, to heart meaning that when you take someone in your arms, first of all, you ask somebody if you want to hug them, generally. Ask them, whether it's through your eyes or through your words, but you ask them permission. And then you open your arms up to them. And by opening your arms to them, you're accepting, you're accepting them unconditionally as they are. That means that if they don't respond to your hug by wrapping their arms as tightly around you as you are them, it's okay. Because you're there, you're offering them a hug to satisfy their, their need, to comfort them. And once you've taken somebody into your space and you pull them into your heart and you bring your heart to theirs, then it's in that moment that you can give them a loving intention. You know, an intention of well-being. And then once they're there, to savor that moment, to savor the, the, the breathing, the, the, the heartbeat, to, to feel someone else's heartbeat, the warmth of their, their arms around you, and then slowly you let them go and you say thank you for having shared this beautiful moment. And imagine, it's fine that you know somebody and you're comfortable and you see them again and you're comfortable in that and you share that hug with someone that you know. But imagine then sharing that kind of hug with someone you don't know sharing that gift where in that moment your ego steps aside and you are simply two human beings who share a moment of loving kindness unconditionally 
and then go their separate ways, expecting nothing in return, but knowing that each of you has shared a moment of pleasure and joy. That's what I experience constantly. And I'm assuming that others would experience the the same thing. That's why... To me, I find hugging is so important. It's, it's something that's gone, that's been lost. It's an art that's been lost because it's such a beautiful act, a truly beautiful act. And I say to you, even if you don't hug strangers, everybody you hug from now on in your life, take a moment to truly be present in what you share with them in that hug. Make it the last hug you will ever give them and the first you've ever experienced. Boy, this has been interesting today, Martin. Um... You're having met you, uh, I have to tell you, you're charming and elegant and just a remarkable individual for all of the, uh, all of the, all of the contributions you've made to so many people. Uh, the book uh, is, is just really quite interesting in, in, in telling your story. Um, I, I have a, a final question for you that, that, that's, that's perhaps interesting. <clears throat> You've really created a format that has brought the hug into the mainstream in, 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 uh, in both your book and your website, and, and more importantly, in the performance that you offer. Yes. Do you feel that you can have an impact on society without hugging, without the actual hug that you perform individually um, by shows like this and by your speaking? In other words... Can your message have an impact on how we treat one another? And if so, how? And how have you seen that? Uh, your question isn't quite clear. You mean if I, if I wouldn't be allowed to hug, for example, if my, I could still have an impact? If I wasn't yes. using the hug? Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think that you're onto something that's so powerful that the consideration of it alone is making people's lives better. Yes. Yes. Um, and how have you seen ten, that demonstrated? Ten years ago, there was a term coined by, by uh, a professor in, in the U.S. called uh, they called our society was cocooning. That means we were closing off into each other. We were getting into our cocoons and isolating ourselves in our homes. In this time of great communication throughout the world, instant communication, we are becoming more and more isolated within ourselves. And I'm seeing more people that are isolated. And I think it's truly important because this is a time now where we need to connect with each other. We need to connect not only as families, as as friends, as societies, as cultures. I mean, our world is, 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 is burning up in certain places and it's affecting everybody around the world. It's creating tension everywhere. And the hug or uh, rapprochement, uh, uh, getting closer to each other, whether it's through a hug or whether it's through cuddling or whether it's through... And, you know, I've, I've hosted not cuddling parties, but I have hug, hug, cuddle, and storytelling evenings which people come and, and, and we hug and cuddle and I do meditations with them and we read, we read childhood stories that inspire. It allows people to really experience something authentic, authentic communication where we can put the ego aside and we can truly, and our fears, our fears of being judged. And that is one of the greatest, one of the greatest things is that we all have a fear of being judged and not accepted entirely for who we are. And I 
in what I, in those events, I try to create that kind of environment where truly people can be accepted as they are. And I think the cuddle parties that take place uh, that you mentioned earlier in the show try to create the same thing. And it's not a weird thing. It's not for everybody. But there are some people, and there are many, many people in our society who need this kind of environment to feel safe. I have a, a woman who wrote to me and said, Do you worry but, that you're being too serious about hugging and, in fact, one of the positive benefits of your no. experience is no, I hope smiles, not, because is hugging is laughing, the taunting. <laughs> like, this guy's trying to hug. This is the craziest thing. He's making a living hugging. I mean, isn't there a funny component to what you do that's perhaps of one course. of the best components, really? Of course there is. I mean, of course. I mean, somewhere along the line, you know, you figure that this, this, you know, here's this man standing in public just hugging people. I, I mean, it is. There's something absolutely funny and 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 wonderful and amusing and exhilarating about it at the same time and totally weird. I mean, I, I admit, I mean, it is totally weird. But then the question is, I think it's weird that it's weird somewhere along the line. This is you what know? I think you need to do, Martin. Here's here's okay. some uh, here's here's some little uh, you know I'm I'm in the marketing world here and to me. If I could go to either huggingLife.com, your other site, or huggingbusker.com, and I could see you in really funny hugs, or you did some funny, you know, odd hugs that you tried to peg people that were really, you know, maybe some people that didn't like a hug, or they double hesitated, or they turned their head away. I mean, and you labeled them as certain hugging types. I mean, that would be funny. That would be. I think that could really help you market what you're doing, which is. But I have, that, I have that in the book. Do you? Yeah, I, I have a whole section sketches. on that in the book. A lot of my hugs, I mean, from the 48 different hugs, illustrated hugs that I have in the book, I have all kinds from discordant hugs to intimate hugs to dynamic hugs to healing hugs, uh, variations of hugs, group hugs. I have, you know, the right. salmon roll hug. And in my section of essays on hugging, I have. I have a whole bit that's truly, truly amusing where I, where I talk about what kind of hugger are you? Are you academic or alpha or aggressive or angry or bashful or casual, compulsive, cool, cuddly, cursory, delicate, discordant, you know? <laughs> and it goes on, it goes on. And right. um, so I do, I do have that, that side in my book. The book is not serious. The book is amusing, it's fun, but it's also profound. It has its moments, it has, uh, there is a, a spiritual aspect to it, and the three meditations at the end, of course, because it, it, it talks about my own experience, but it's a light, light-hearted book that brings joy, that also brings reflection. And on my, in my, on my site, you talk about pictures and photos that I have. A lot of the photos, I don't take them myself. A lot of photos people have sent in, so I can't choose the photos that I put on there. I only use the ones that people have sent me. So I'm limited with that. But it's true. I, I, maybe when I do talk about what I do, there, there's a lot of passion, and maybe it sounds overly serious. Uh, but it, 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 what I do is a lot of fun. I mean, humanity is great. I mean, we're we're wonderful as people, as human beings. We're so different. We're so quirky. We're so weird in our own original and unique way. That's what's so fascinating. We're beautiful. All of us, each and every one of us, we're beautiful, incredible beings. And we should be happy with our uniqueness. Well, At least we, I am. We've been happy <laughs> chatting with you today. That's I have sure. a question for you. Do you have a moment? Sure. Okay. I'm planning... Um, 
I've been thinking of going uh, in December. I wanted to take an old jalopy with my free hug suitcases and two cases of books and go down to Florida and from December till June work my way across the southern, southern U.S., giving, stopping in small towns and giving free hugs and doing book readings and going all my way to Book Expo until June in, in L.A. and then working my way up the coast in the summer. What do you think? I, I think that you think we the would South love is ready to for me? follow you and track you along the way. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, you should you, you should move it forward. I think you should take your hugs all across the United States, and 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 on your way down from Montreal, if that's where you're coming from, please stop in Boston so you can hug everyone in our office, Melanie included. Well, I have Melanie to ask her, but maybe you know we'll get to know each other over coffee first, and then uh, and then maybe she'll say okay. <laughs> what do you think, Melanie? I think we could start with coffee. That's a very okay. <laughs> well, listen, we've enjoyed having you on the show, show today, Martin. And Well, thank uh, really you. I'm everything. grateful that you've had me on your show. I thank you for allowing me to talk about what I do and about my passion. And, and yeah, I will certainly definitely stop by your office when I, when I do go my U.S. my U.S. free hugs tour. Can't wait. Best of luck to you. Uh, once again, enjoyed having you on the show. Tune in next week, everyone, for another fabulous edition of the Life Tips uh, Webmaster World Radio Show. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Melanie. Thanks, everyone. Steph Cutter for organizing everything. And off to the race as we go uh, to another show. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' vocation. When I realize that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' vocation. When I realize that, you know what, I'm going to abandon myself to life. And when you give, and what I've discovered is that when you give, you give with heart out to others' 